0: Kiara and welcome to Ohuake Books. My name is Faraius Lysander. I'm going to tell you how practicality and spirituality go hand in hand, and how from 2008 to 2021 I made some enormous mistakes in my business practices, but also discovered that my personal healing journey. Helped me to understand why I made those mistakes in the first place. In 2008, when I first began this venture, Ojo Ake Books, when I went into the travel agents in Kilburnie here in Wellington to book my flight to go from Auckland to Santiago in South America and Chile in South America, and then my intention was to travel around South America for about four to five months, then go through to Central America eventually get to Cancun and fly from Cancun to Montreal and Quebec, have a summer in 2009 in Quebec, and then late summer, head back to Vancouver for a month before coming back to Aotearoa, New Zealand. I was prepared to go. I wanted to go. I was happy to go. I was so thrilled by the idea of being present again and being on the road and traveling. My distractions in Wellington, and there were many. At the time, had got to the point where I was just saturated with everything. I was over it. Fuck this. I want to get out of here. That's exactly how I felt at the time. When I first arrived back in Aotearoa, New Zealand in 2002, I came back here with a massive issue. And that issue with my childhood traumas that I hadn't dealt with. I had suppressed this whole shit fight that I basically had to my childhood of trauma. I would suppressed it in every way you could possibly imagine. Through addiction. Through repression through suppression. Coming back to the country of my birth, I felt like I was in a place where I had awoken that sleeping giant and it would manifest in my life through my emotional eating. I would eat in large amounts of sugar. I was a sugar fiend for for almost, how long was it, 2003 to 2008, five years of being a complete sugar fiend. I would emotionally eat to try and suppress my feelings of lack of self-worth. And if it wasn't that, it was sex. And the funny thing was for me that for my entire adult life, I was incredibly sexually active. I had no shortage of woman that wanted to sleep with me. For whatever reason, my projection into the world of being cocky, cocksure and confident, it worked wonders for me. But inside, I was feeling lack of validation, lack of self-esteem, you know, I didn't feel good about who I was for a long time. The only time I ever felt good was when I was fucking wasted, or I was high as fuck. Well, for five years, it wasn't the experience I had. For five years, I was grinding away thinking, when can I get out of here, when can I go traveling again? When can I get back on the road again? I have that feeling of being present, completely present and away from the place that was triggering me to feel my traumas, which was, of course, where I was born. I was in Wellington, not Auckland though. I grew up in Auckland where all my traumas really took place, some in Dunedin too, but more. But Wellington was completely fresh to me, it was a whole new start. I was ready to go though in 2008. I was ready to go and book my tickets and go travelling again. That was that end of story. went into the travel agents in Kilburnie, I walked in there, talked about my itinerary, had a great conversation with a woman behind the desk. She was awesome. She was so helpful to me. I booked the flight about to pay for it, and then fucking spirit clear-audiently said to me, No, you must write. And I did. I walked away from the travel agent, went home, I quit my job, spent four months writing and compiling everything that I had learned over all my years of spiritual awakening conscious awakening until entwined. When that book was finished, the first draft, I had written also The Light guides the Way and The Darkness Holds Way at the same time. I would finished those books and I felt elated. And then for me, the spirit helped me to bring in the synchronicities into my life. Firstly, with Odelia, my editor and proofreader. I went looking for a flat and met her. She interviewed me and she used to work at Penguin Publishers and she was going freelancing. I said to her, look, I've written this first draft of this novel. Would you be interested in reading it? And give me a an idea, what you think of it?" And she said, yes, Now I've worked with her for 13 fucking years, I'm blowing me away, right? And then spirit brought Amber Cobra into my life, when a situation went, went sideways with someone who I paid to do my covers for me, who had a serious drug habit, my partner at the time, Brooke, knew a woman called Jade Turner who worked at the Whanganui Design School, and she put the third-year design students and through an illustration class or assignment Assignment, and that assignment was to do my covers for my books. For the light guides the way, and the darkness holds sway. I met Amber Cobra because of that. Another amazing synchronicity blew my fucking mind. And the next one came into play, which was my friend David Stella, who I used to work with, I used to live with, work with, I used to live with David Stella at the factory in Pyrie Street here in Wellington. And he said to me, "Look, my cousin Tim's just starting up a digital marketing business." Would you be interested in talking to him? I was like, oh my fucking God, my third synchronicity. Bang, let's go for it. I'm into this. Let's go for it. So I did. I met Tim. He was a lovely guy, just starting out his business. And he got my book trailer and saw it and went, wow, I've never seen anything like this before. I really haven't. And I was thrilled that he hadn't I'd stunned him, stunned him and shocked him enough to think that there's something quite special about this book trailer and something special about this content, which he uh, wasn't really into at the time. Wasn't his thing. But as a professional, he said to me, Look, there's someone I can talk to in the States who does this kind of thing. We can have a chat to her on Skype and then we can see and take it from there and see what she recommends and we can we can go from there in regards to your marketing processes. Thrilled. I was fucking stoked. I was so happy. Everything was falling into place for me and then, boom, this is where it all fell over <laughs> for me. The woman in the States on Skype said to me, the first thing she said to me was, what's your demographic? I did not done any fucking research into that at all. What's your age demographic? Who are you, what's your niche? Who are you writing for? Who are you writing to? She asked me as well, do I blog? I didn't know what a blog was in 2008. I had no idea. That's I fell short on the moment. Boom, there was a spot that stopped for me. It completely stopped me right there and then. And looking back at this now 13 years later, there was twofold this process for me why this failed. The first one was that I identified myself as being an interior exterior decorator, a painter. That's who I identified myself as being. I identified myself as being that person, not as a full-time Writer, as a full-time creative, as a full-time imaginist. That was my my situation. I found myself in that time. I was looking at myself being that person. And the second one was, I felt scared of being in the public. I felt scared. I felt afraid to come out from behind the curtain. I felt afraid because my childhood wounding was so severe about me feeling unsafe when I was seen that I just could not put myself in a situation where I was being seen in public for being this person, for being that person, for being seen at all. I was terrified. Absolutely. It would take 13 years of my life to get to that point where I realized that. Because at that time when this was happening, I had no idea. I had no idea. that this was the reason why, subconsciously, I was sabotaging my progress forward. Incredible to think about it now. But this was the truth of it. Now, Spirit had told me back in 2008 when I first started this enterprise let your work speak for you. Spirit was compassionate in that sense for me. It, was, it understood my processes, understood my wounding, it understood how scared I was about being in front of the camera, being the person, the face of Ohu Ake. It understood that. Let your work speak for itself. At the time I was writing these books, when Armand Sueno integrated with my being and flowed through me, I channeled his voice, what he was seeing, and I was integrating that experience with my own body, my own visual experience, my own my own DNA, my own being. And then of course Pablo Guayro and Lord Buford Somerset, when this was all happening, I had this vision, really strong vision of this happening. Of me behind a curtain, and these three writers were actors dressed as the writers, sitting on a, a desk of people, and a bunch of people asking them questions from media asking them questions, and each had a little earpiece in their ear. I had a microphone behind the curtain. I was telling each of the authors actors what to say in regards to the answering the question, but giving them the room to embellish and to also be creative in the answers as well. That was how I perceived it, that was, and that was my metaphor for how I was going to act in this situation. The work was going to speak for itself. I was going to become an international bestseller <laughs> with no marketing. The book trailer would sell the books. Everything was in play. Spirit had my back. No problem. I was so fucking ungrounded. I was so in my upper chakras because my childhood wounding was so deep so so deep and traumatic that i could not come down and ground myself into reality and see that's just not how it fucking works in 3d mate <laughs> doesn't it work that way mate you've got to be in your fucking body you know what i mean mate i was so ungrounded fuck i was in my, i was on my upper levels of my chakras i was in my third eye i was in my throat Fuck, I was even in my crown chakra before being my, my root chakra grounding into fucking reality. It was too painful for me to go there. I just couldn't do it. So, what I did, I went back to where I was safe. I went back to where I was safe. I went back to being an interior exterior decorator. Because it was safe there for me to be there, to be a no one, to be nobody. Hey, you've created these three amazing fucking books, but who gives a shit about to being how you were before? Be that guy. Be safe. Don't be seen. Don't be seen. Don't come out from behind the curtain. Fuck no. Be there. Be there. Be the guy hiding behind the curtain. Don't come out. And now looking back at this situation 13 years later, I can see why I did this. And it all makes sense. My first business mistake right there. Not being grounded in reality. And the reason why I did that is because the trauma was too much for me to handle. Incredible. Spirituality and practicality. they go hand in hand. Personal self-development. Also part of this process. Immensely. I didn't feel comfortable coming out from behind the curtain. Because of the notoriety. The finger pointing. The judgments that would come my way. My opinions. And what I was saying. And what I was doing. There were certain people in my life that I did not want to deal with. I couldn't deal with. They would trigger me. I'd feel really unsafe in that space. So I went back to being the interior exterior decorator, and now I was safe. And then I was safe. And, it would, and what happened for me was my writing processes was that I would do my day hustle, feeling safe in that process. And over time, the stories would compound in my being. I began to get visions of work. I'd beginning to get. I'd have stories developing in my in my mind. I'd be inspired by someone to write short stories. I wrote books, and I want. I had this burning desire because my passion was to fucking create and to write content and to say it and to express myself in this way. Far out! It would just overwhelm me at times. I had to leave my house or to go and work to go and sorry to go and create, be passionate and. Follow my passion. So I'd take six to eight weeks off work often during a year of working. now like, sorry guys, I've got to go and do this for eight weeks. And I'd split and I'd be like, I'd be fully immersed in the process of researching, writing, and also editing with my proofreader and my editor as well at the same time. I'd be immersed in it, completely immersed in it, and I'd feel elated when I was in this space. There were times when I used to come home from work and work at home after work doing. What I was passionate about. I would be in the flow state for five hours. And I'd kind of snap out of it and go what happened? And i look at it, I've read 30 pages in five hours. I was just like on fire. Cause I was so passionate about it. Yet I was still afraid to come out from behind the curtain. I couldn't do it. So I dabbled. <laughs> I literally dabbled. I'd go away, create this content, come back to my day job, back to my day hustle what I identified myself as being because I felt safe to be here. That's what I did for 13 fucking years. I've just dabbled. And then in 2018, I went to see Tabash at the end of that year, 2018, I'd taken a whole year off working on books because I was involved with somebody, my ex-partner anger. I wanted to have a year off because the year before that was just so intense for me. i started my process of healing. I started the process of understanding that my traumas had compounded over such a long period of time that they really needed to be dealt with. I could no longer ignore this. I could no longer walk away from what was going on in my life. I could no longer ignore the fact that my traumas were manifesting in my life due to the people that I was interacting with and my own projections into their world. It needed to be dealt with. End of story. So 2017 for me was a year of sitting on the couch most nights, staring into space and then whatever came up, come up and letting it go manifestations of physical trauma and resistance my body, I would sit on the couch and just let shit go, let it go night after night after night just move through this process of letting things go holding my space and letting things go constantly doing this process over and over again and the weekends I go out and hang out with, with some friends that I've met at Kiwiburn I was in a space where I was just holding my space, in a space where I was holding my space. Woo! Look, I'm holding my space in my space. Woo hoo! I was in this place, and I felt really comfortable being there because it also felt safe for me to be there because I had no distractions. I was like, yes, I'm comfortable with going deep on this. But often the case with the healing process, you really need to have a mirror, whether it's a friend, but an intimate partner is the best mirror you could possibly have in regards to childhood traumas and woundings, I think, in my own personal experience. Inga was that person for me. Dating her in 2018, she showed me, when I had that time of basically non-action in regards to my books, she showed me all those things about myself, my childhood woundings that I had not dealt with. Like fucking neon lights flashing in front of me. Boop, 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 boop. Oh my God. Over and over again, I was just triggered. Boom, 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 boom. And it was intense. I didn't have any of the tools I needed to deal with the situation. But I knew that I had to deal with it at some point. And got to the place where eventually she broke up with me at the end of that year. Immediately, I looked for help. I knew I needed to get help with this. I needed to find someone who had the tools to help me to deal with my childhood traumas. Because for so long, they had kept me in a place where I felt safe. And now I no longer felt safe. I felt vulnerable and unsafe. My friend, Ayal, gave me the phone number of Jerry Bassey, a counsellor here in Wellington. And Jerry Bassey was instrumental for me Helping me to come to a place where I began to understand and have the tools to be able to look at my childhood woundings and my inner child work, my shadow self, and look at that with awareness, a lot of awareness, but it give me the tools as well to heal, to feel safe. And to say to my inner child, I've got you, little man. I love you. I'm never. No one's ever going to hurt you ever again. No one's ever going to abandon you. No one's ever going to reject you. I'm here for you for the rest of my life. I'm here for you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to abandon you. He gave me all the tools to get to the place where I finally was able to start the process of accepting myself for who I was and feeling comfortable in my own skin. The biggest gift. God bless you, Jerry Bassey. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you and what the gifts that you gave me. The tools that you gave me. Massive. In that same year, 2018, before Angle and I broke up and before I started seeing Jerry at the end of the year, I went to Tabash, my dear friend Tabash who is channeled by Blis Styro. And he said to me, Tabash said to me, right, here's a situation for you. Are you ready to walk away from awful arcane? You spent 10 years of your life doing this and no one knows who the fuck you are. Are you ready to walk away from it? You're anonymous. No one, no one, no one knows who you are. No one knows who you write these books. You don't even market yourself. <laughs> you just wrote them and they sit there collecting cyber dust. No one even knows anything about them. You don't even tell your friends that you wrote these books. Are you ashamed of yourself for writing these books? And I'm just sitting there on my jaw on the floor trying to pick it up, put it back, put it back up again Someone in my mandible, my, sorry, my maxilla. My mandible with my lower jaw. <laughs> my maxilla. And I was like, what? Am I prepared to what? He's like, seriously, are you prepared to walk away from it? No one knows who you are. I mean, you're anonymous. You have to come out from behind the curtain and show the world who you are. You have to come out from behind the curtain and say, I wrote these books. This is, these people, these, these writers are all me, they're all parts of myself. Multi-dimensional self. You have to come out and tell the world this. This is who you are. This is who I am. Excuse me. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is who I am. I do this. This is what I do. You should be proud of what you do. These books are fantastic. They're amazing. You need never feel unworthy. You've created some amazing content here. Spirit's moved through you and created this content. There's great value in this content. Do you understand? Come out from behind the curtain and be the man you've always wanted to be. Embody it. Embody that being that you always wanted to be. Have the confidence to know what you've created is wonderful. Don't be afraid anymore. You cannot do this anymore. You cannot hide behind this persona, this self-identity, the painting, exterior decorator. You're not passionate about that. What you're passionate about is doing this. It's time. It's time. So, I saw Jerry until the end of April in 2019. And uh, when I finished with Jerry, I felt like I got all the tools. I was, my movements, my, my energy had changed so much. I would learned so much about my own inner workings, about how to heal, about how to feel comfortable with myself and to give, take away the meaning of those experiences from my childhood. And give them any power at all. They no longer had any power over me because I gave them no more meaning. They were just experiences, the patterns, the beliefs. I was no longer triggered. I was no longer triggered to a place where I felt like I was unsafe. I had many experiences with Mike's partner and other people in my life in 2019. They could have triggered me but they didn't trigger me. And it was amazing. I got to the place where I realized that (laughs) this was who I was and this is who I wanted to be. But my own personal development came first in regards to the processes here. And Oho Ake took a back seat for me. Anger and I broke up again in 2020, and this time for good. I would spend the rest of the year working through my own personal trauma issues still, working through that process, becoming more comfortable in my embodiment of who I wanted to be, and understanding that I was the embodiment of who I wanted to be. Having the confidence to feel like I was the face of Uhu Ake. I was the being that created all its material. I was Armand Soumenyo. I was Pablo Warua, I was Lord Buford Somerset. and I came to being embodied in all these characters and being embodied in my body. And getting down to my lower chakras and grounding myself in reality. This is the big one. Grounding myself in reality and not feeling afraid to be in my body because my trauma was healed. I'd healed my trauma, my childhood woundings. So I felt safe in my body. This is the big one for me. I began to identify myself as being somebody else. And that was someone who was authentic, someone who was real, honest, and vulnerable. It was incredibly empowering to get to that place and feel that, and to understand that moving forward, I was prepared to come out from behind the camera behind the curtain and sit in front of the camera. And Even though I was squirming at first, I did my first videos. Even though I was squirming at first, I did my first podcasts. I still feel today this is a very, very authentic self, vulnerable self, real self. This is who I am. I am no longer ashamed to say, I am this person. I created this content. This is my opinion. This is my work. These are all parts of myself for multidimensional existence. I don't give a shit what people think about that. I don't care. This is just who I am. I'm real. I'm authentic. I'm honest. And if you don't like me, that's fine too. That's fine as well. I'm not here to please anybody. I'm only here to be myself. And looking back at my life in 2008 now and the whole process to get to where I am 13 years later all makes sense to me. All makes sense that my business acumen was held in a situation where I sabotaged that due to the fact that I didn't feel safe. My childhood woundings basically stopped me from being the person that I wanted to be because I didn't know how, how to heal. I wasn't healing, I was terrified. My personal development situation was essential for me to become the businessman that I am today. For me to put myself in a situation where I am doing what I'm doing now, 110%, I've identified myself as being a full-time blogger, a full-time podcaster, a full-time blogger, a writer, a publisher, a creator of content. I am everything This is who I am. On the side, my side hustle, I don't identify with this at the moment but I have to continue to create, I create a revenue at this point in my life. And I'll do occasionally a job here, a job there, I'm interior exterior decorating, the roles are reversed. But I'll do that as long as I have to, but my intention is to do this, what I'm doing now, vlogging, podcasting, blogging, full time. This is what I'm passionate about. This is where my fire burns inside me, to do this, to do this full time now. I'm not going to hide behind anything anymore, I'm not afraid of being This guy, that guy, I'm not afraid of any finger pointing. I'm not afraid of being judged for my my views and my opinions. I couldn't care less what people think of me anymore. My cup is full. My inner child is safe with me in my heart. And I am living from my heart. That's how I'm living my life, authentically in this space. And it feels amazing to be here. It feels incredible and powerful. And I'm stoked that I'm sharing this with you now. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it, man. Mateo I'll see you soon.